Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, Episode 70. Thank you for tuning in. This is day number three of our 21-day challenge, so good job if you're here. (laughs) And as I bring myself to the space on our day three of the challenge, I do feel guided to share a four-part reading from the Divine Masculine. As we are making the shift collectively into a more refined state of being, we will be honoring the divine feminine um, receptive part of what we are which we've always had up until this point we've just been more masculine based meaning needing the logic and analysis of the five senses to interpret our experience with confidence whereas the divine feminine is intuitive to know within by doing your inner work in coming up with new interpretations so you can process your distortions in a more um, refined way uh, giving you the ability to move forward without the evidence in the five sensory world the divine feminine aspect of what we are what we all have within us does it need what we call proof or tangible evidence in the physical realm in order to move forward towards our passions and desires and um, creativities and we honor the divine feminine so much because this is the timeline that we are stepping into but i am also obviously divine masculine as we are all androgynous beings and as we are making the transition into the divine feminine you might say I felt guided to refer to the Divine Masculine, to Father God, and see what He thinks about it. (laughs) And it is the logic aspect of self. It is the left brain, as we call left hemisphere here. And it does serve a purpose, very much so. The intention is always to be a unified being, to be fully realized that we are all divine masculine feminine. And so much again of what we do here, receiving transmissions or messages from I don't really know where, as your brother right in the vessel, the five sensory vessel, I'm trusting and allowing the intuitive nature of what we are. But I also do analyze, I also do think and um, come up with conclusions as we all do so yes let us bring the awareness to the heart center and to the breath you can always set your own intention to receive the clarity or guidance that you are seeking I send you so much love and I hope you feel good message is coming from Vulcan and Vulcan is a Roman god known mostly for inventiveness 
I believe, a sort of goldsmith um, to create tools, as his symbolism is inventiveness. So, in regards to your personal life, you will know how this resonates with you or not. I always remind you to please use your discernment. Only take the information that feels good. With that said, for the collective, it might be a little obvious as to why the collective would be um, guided to use inventiveness as a tool. As we are going into a new phase or cycle that we are not familiar with, we would want to be prepared. And we can see this divine um, masculine this divine masculine aspect of self um, being expressed already in the world. Some brother sisters are already in preparation because we can notice the shift. We can feel something's happening, yes, but the five senses can't interpret what's going on or what will occur next. So some brother sisters or beings on earth are getting prepared, getting tools, gathering what we feel as necessities to survive or whatnot. And when we refer to this inventiveness, we are coming up with new ideas and conclusions from one aspect of the self. And that's the five senses. And there's no problem here. This is what we're honoring on this episode. So if inventiveness is the first message, it must represent a past perspective. And in regards to the symbol we can refer to the cycle that we can currently see dissolving and come up with the tools that we would need to make us more successful as we step into this new cycle. So in your personal life, in regards to inventiveness, this would refer to the realm of mentalism to be the thought that thinks and comes up with conclusions that analyzes, it is the data collector. This, again, is a tool that serves you very much. But if you are only using this tool, again, you are depriving the intuitive aspect that is trying to give you the answer that you just requested. You are a one-stop shop, a sacred technology. In your higher mind or brain, you receive the guidance or uh, messages that you're seeking and it starts with your divine masculine yes to have a preference or desire and to have a question a curiosity right so again we are never telling you anything you don't know we are sharpening your tool refining your tool and this episode is intended to help you rev the momentum up in regards to the logical aspect of yourself that will always analyze and come up with questions and not feel satisfied really and then know when to stop that and look to the part of you that has the answer. We wish for all beings to know when to refer to the logic and then receptive. This is to be in equilibrium, in flow with Mother, Father, God, with Source, the I Am. 
So again, only you know how inventiveness applies in your life. However, what would inventiveness maybe look like as we are making a shift into a new cycle? Using the resources that you have first. So part of inventiveness might look like noticing that all your needs are met right now. Again, there's only one place our security comes from, and we have learned it is not from the physical world. How do we know? Because when we look to the physical world for our security, we suffer, we're in perpetual anxiety, and we're not in receptivity, which is our natural state of being. So this must mean, if we take that data, we are miscreating when we look to the physical world for our security. So when you are using your divine masculine aspect, that is the work here. It is such a nuance because if you overuse the logic aspect of the mind, you will begin to look to the physical world for security because you will forget that you have the other aspect of self that is your source and sustenance connected to source. And it's you. It's your God form. But you only know your God self if you know all aspects of self. Again, to be a balanced, divine, feminine, masculine being receptive and um, analytical so the first part of inventiveness is to stop and realize all your gifts are already with you you have what you need right now to be successful or to be okay and safe right now yes and a lot of the time when we are in preparation we put ourselves in anxiety because we're essentially creating a problem where there isn't one yet. Why? Because we're allowing the five senses to predict or try to foresee, and that's not its job. It's thinking too much, and we don't need to think about the future. We need to feel about it, meaning the state of being that you allow yourself to be calibrated in will create the future that you're wondering about. This is why you, we say, are a one-stop shop. You have the preference and the, de the desire in your logical aspect of self. You calibrate yourself into that state of being by having the request and trusting it. How do you trust it? You feel good about it. How? You think about it as long as it feels good. And then what happens? You think about it too much until it don't feel good anymore. You take the joy out of the thought and your desire because you have thought about it so much now that you're now trying to get in the business of the intuitive aspect part of you that's trying to deliver your desire. That's why it don't feel good anymore, because you can't figure out how to get there. Well, it was never your job to try to figure it out. And it is your job, meaning it's your job to come to know yourself as a multidimensional being, which is what you agreed to do, which is why you're here in this time-space continuum. And once you are coming to this new knowing, it is up to you to match the vibration or feeling of your desire, this is all we speak of, by knowing that it's not your job with the five senses to get you there. So the five sense part of you, the logic aspect, the divine masculine, is an amazing tool, it's perfect, there's nothing wrong with it, it's the ego part of you, the physical aspect of self, but if you overuse it, it creates a conflict in your life. So Vulcan, for the first message, would be saying, It's time to get creative. 
If you feel like you are at a point in your life where you don't know what to do, it's because you are not utilizing your full resources. And you have pinched yourself away from the aspect of self that is connected with all that you need because you are always connected to that aspect of self that is the mediator between you and what you call God. So you always have what you need. In regards to the collective, well, look at the collective. (laughs) We need to get creative, come up with the plan. Not out of fear, because it looked logical to the five senses that the reality might be crumbling, no big deal. (laughs) And we might be the um, beings that need to create a new reality because we're the only beings here on earth, yes. So it looks like collectively speaking, Vulcan might be saying to get inventive, get creative, because things are not the way they used to be. Cycles and phases is the nature of reality. And we happen to be in the moment of development where we are witnessing the shift into this new time-space experience, meaning nothing is the same. And the sooner we can go with the changes and come up with plans that are harmonious with the new way of things, we will see that our needs will always be met. We just have to know that there's an aspect of self that knows the solution. And that's not the five senses part. It's not its job. And it it knows that too. Father God knows that it is a one aspect and it also needs the Mother God aspect. Father God would love for you to refer to that masculine part of you, the analyzer and thinker, critical thinker, yes. But when it's appropriate. And then allow yourself to be receptive. So yes, that's message number one. Get creative. You have all the resources you need. You just have to, we have to, I, you, me, all, as the one, I am presence, (laughs) realizing this together. We have to realize all of our needs are met. It's just up to us to have faith that all of our needs will be met. And we can step back and see that all the time. We just have to stop trying to figure out the details. It's just not our job. Message number two is from Helios. Helios is the Greek god of the sun. And if you have been following us on TikTok Live, you know that we received a transmission from the great central sun and the solar deity, our our local sun. So another synchronicity coming from the divine masculine, Father God. Helios represents cycles, as the sun honors the cycles of time-space, meaning all things come in phases. And as Vulcan come in, reminding us to utilize our resources, get inventive, get creative, come up with a plan in regards to your own life and collectively speaking, it would make sense for Helios to show up next as the sun. The sun does also have a shadow aspect as all things do. So in regards to the radiance and the light of the sun, it is the information or awareness 
and we are coming to know ourselves as one with all that is divine, that we are multidimensional. And collectively speaking, as we are making this transition into this knowing, all things, patterns, cycles that do not match the energy of this knowing to be one with the Creator will be brought to the surface to be purified or burned away. So there is a bittersweet position the sun holds to radiate and light up the world to be illuminated, but to also cast the light upon your shadow to bring all that is done in darkness to the light as the light will eventually illuminate all things and we discussed this many times and why is this because light is information and darkness and shadow is simply unawareness the lack of data or the distortion of data so there's no real negative positive in the way that we have been perceiving this whole time it is simply data and we can refer to both aspects of self to come up with new interpretations to be more realized. So yes, the sun reminding us with Helios that we are in a new cycle. We are approaching a new cycle in your individual life. I'm sure there is evidence of this because this is the nature of reality again. It just is the way it is. Everything's temporary. Everything's in fluidity. Everything is passing. So Helios reminds us that as we come to know the nature of reality and accept it and embrace it with no complaints on day three of this 21-day challenge, we are going to first radiate our own mind, purify our own mind by focusing in the direction of our talents, our strengths, and our heart's desires, our passion. Yes, This way, while the lower aspect of self, which is always there, as we are a balance of, again, all that there is, we will be more mindful to know that it is up to us to shift our focus in the direction of the light, where we know what we know. This way, when you do go into your shadow, which we must do on Earth, you will be more resourced. You will have the tools that you need, as we just spoke of, to radiate or illuminate your own darkness. And collectively speaking, this is what's happening. Meaning, we are witnessing the paradigm shift in regards to the reflection of what we are. The reality, The um, we are a mirror for Mother Earth, and we are seeing our own division and separation. We made ourselves sick, collectively speaking. And we have spoke about this, you call it a sickness or a virus, and it was more of a download or upgrade to the collective consciousness, you might say. The quickest way to upgrade a group of beings or consciousness is through your DNA structure. We have spoke about this. That is not the point here. So Helios, some things about him that we can honor the symbolism are... First, he rides the chariot as he drags the sun across the sky. And in front of his chariot, he has the four fiery steeds. And if you know me, you know I love the horses and the unicorns very much, the centaur, as a symbol of freedom. 
of our spiritual freedom to be a spiritually sovereign being. So if the symbolism of the fiery steeds, the four of the pulling the chariot is the second message, it reminds us this is right now. That right now we are coming to know that we are a vessel, that the Holy Spirit, our source, is guiding, leading the way. The number four representing um, the angelic realm, first of all, that we are perfect, um, perfectly supported and guided, but also represents creating a new foundation. As four is a cube, yes, with four perfect sides. So the four fiery steeds remind us that our new foundation, if we utilize our resources, our connection to Mother, Father, God, know when to be logical and then be receptive, our new foundation is going to be that of one with our Creator, co-creating our own experience on Earth. And how do we do that? By creating the reality of your preference and sharing the experiences of your magical life with your brothers and sisters to be the example. Whatever you want for another, you have to integrate it and know it for yourself first. You can't give the data, you have to give the experience, show the experience. So in your data collecting aspect of self, which is what you all are, there is the part of you that will always want to analyze and think with the five senses. This is how you collect the data, yes. And then the intuitive aspect wants to be expressed while you integrate the data. You walk the talk, you practice it, you live it, you know it for self, and then you are qualified to be the example or show it in the world. This is how your masculine feminine works together for all. When you allow yourself to do your integration work by reinterpreting the distortion of your memories, killing your traumas, thinking about it in a different way, you might say, and coming up with a new conclusion, then you're an example of heaven on earth because you receive the gifts of God when you do this. When you allow yourself to be logical, when it's time to think about it and know when to stop, when it don't feel so good, which we've discussed, think about your dreams, your goals, desires until it don't feel good. Yes. And then when it don't feel good, it means you're overthinking, that you're using a tool where it doesn't need to be used, meaning you have another tool and we're not honoring that tool on this episode. <laughs> but it is your divine feminine, your divine receptive that lets you know when to follow the breadcrumb, when to follow the inspiration. They work together, yes. So Helios reminding you, you are the chariot, radiant and bright. Because you are always connected to Mother, Father, God, and through your thoughts you can connect to Source, yes. But if you're overthinking, you create doubt and fear for yourself, and it creates a static in your line of communication, you might say. So the sun coming in, Helios, for the second message, saying purify your mind. Purify your mind so you can distinguish the difference between thinking and receiving in regards to the flow of consciousness where Mother Father God meets you in your own thoughts. So lighten up your consciousness, lighten up your mind by focusing on your creativity, feeling good, knowing when it don't feel good to think about a thought. So yes, get some sun too.
third message, if we honor the illusion of time, would represent a immediate present future timeline. And as we know, or are we coming to know, as multidimensional beings, we have more of an influence on the timeline because it essentially don't exist without us. Our states of being are creating the physical experience. We are the thinkers or the perceivers into things. We bring things into existence as extensions of our creator. We are created like our creator. We create. So this third message might represent an immediate future event for the collective and absolutely in your individual life because I don't know if this ever ends. And I am referring to Ares, the god of war, the Greek god of war. It don't get more masculine than Ares, it really doesn't. And there are many Greek gods of war. Even goddesses with Athena, yes, although she never fought a day in her life, she won every battle with her wits. That was her resource, right? As the first part of the message told us to get creative, use your resources, that was, uh, that's what Athena represents, winning battles but getting creative. So she's won every battle, but she's never fought a day in her life. However, Ares <laughs> is definitely a standout of the gods of war because he actually has a bloodthirst as a sport. Um, it don't get more barbaric and violent than Ares. So he does represent the lowest vibrational aspect of your thought structures. The complete pinched away version from source you might say and you're never pinched away from source but you get what we're saying the aspect of self that is referring to the five senses only and it has completely forgotten that you have an established connection to what you call god your creator where you have become essentially just a shell or the body and you have allowed the five sense world your thought the logic part of you to override the intuitive part of you and now you're blocking yourself off from your receiving aspect so this is what this episode is held for you might say the intention is for you to realize that if you are only logic based and you think too much so much you pinch yourself away from the receptive part of you that you naturally are you just are choosing not to honor it or practice it so we are telling you today in regards to day three just watch your thoughts watch your thoughts know when your thought feels good know when it doesn't if you can remember this this will take you a long way know when a thought feels good know when it doesn't Okay, so Ares as the god of war. As he is following Helios, the sun god of cycles. This might suggest that as we are making this shift into this refined timeline, there is still residue or dust that must be cleared away in our personal life and for the collective. In regards to your personal life, only you know how Ares makes sense because you are having your own physical experience and Buddha reminds us to be in a body is to know suffering. 
because you have desires and wants, and that essentially creates our suffering. When we don't step back and realize all of our needs are met to be present in the right now. So Aries in your individual life is the thoughts or the belief systems or the memories that are still creating the conflicts for you. And if it's following the cycles with Helios and the sun, Aries represents your patterns of thought, your routine thoughts, your habits of thought that you calibrate yourself into and you're in your own inner battle to try to create a new reality or be the deliberate creator of your reality but you're not allowing yourself to uh, receive the guidance because you're overthinking and this is has led you to be in the state of being we're speaking to me too this has led you to be in a repetitive state of being that is pinching you away from the reality you're trying to create because you're not receiving the guidance to get you there because you keep referring to the thought that's in the state of being that you think you are right now so this is about cycles being burned away and in regards to Aries he is referring to your old beliefs your thoughts and your ideas about yourself and others, the world, any opposing thought right now. Aries is the god of war, like he's ready for battle to find any opposing force. So Aries representing the part of you that is like the warrior, deliberate in your observation of the self, many versions of selves, and noticing, coming to notice through your feelings, which versions of self are opposing you in your priority to create the experience of your highest timeline or your highest good. Because only you are doing it. You are the creator of the all in all shapes and forms in this space. So, Aries, again, for you in your individual world, us as individuals is telling us to seek out the opposing thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that are in conflict with your preference of your new state of being. The reality you're trying to co-create with Mother, Father, God now that you know you have your established connection. There is still momentum from the five sensory version of self. And how do we know this? Because look at the collective, which is what we're going to speak of next with Aries. Your bodies are a whole neutral thing, meaning you are a mind and your security is not in the physical world. You think it's the food, you think it's the water, you think it's your breathing, even it's not. It's God, it's source. It's the I am. It's the, it's the one security. And this is what we want the logic to know. And how does it know this? Because Mother God knows it and it's trying to give the Father God aspect of self the data. An example of how they work together. Mother God knows this because it's the breath. It's the pulse. It's the consciousness or the life that makes the blades of grass grow. Mother God knows that aspect. She rests in that aspect, the intuitive, the within. So Aries for the collective is a reminder that we are experiencing our own thoughts. 
And since the collective is in the phase of development it is in, this lets us know we as individuals still have work to do. So this is another example of how you are a, rep a representative of the collective. You are many and the one as the representatives of the I am presence. So your individual work is the collective work. And you can see again that we are in a phase of transition or transmutation, experiencing a whole new reality being formed right before our two eyes that cannot perceive or interpret what's happening behind the scenes. So collectively speaking for Aries to show up in regards to war, are we going to war? Well, would it even matter at this point? Not to be like crass or morbid, <laughs> but like, would it matter if we even went to war? It don't really seem like it because if we look at that reality, which we're not going to, but the logic is aware of it, right? So the five senses wants to create a problem because it can observe the problem. And I guess if we're like Aries, the, this Greek god of war, you are, you're seeking out the opponents and the duality. But we have come to know that we only do this if we're overusing the tool that is our logic aspect, the analyzer. That we will find the problem because we're focusing where the problem is. Because our security don't come from the physical realm. But the five senses doesn't understand that, so it sees a problem with it. So yes, Aries, as the being showing up after Helios the Sun, which represents radiance and cycles, I would love to believe Aries is a symbol that we realized finally as a collective that our only battle is the self. No one else manifests for us, only you manifest for you, only I manifest for me. We are responsible for our own alignment. And part of that is by facing the opposing thoughts, feelings, and emotions within, noticing the versions of self that are not resonating, are in sync with this new version of you, again, that knows you have this connection to the Creator. So we will ask Mother Father God to pray for Aries today, and may he realize that there are no battles. There's no battles. The only battle is within. And then if you harmonize and resolve your own inner battles by reinterpreting the distortions of the mind, purifying the mind, as Helios told us, using the resources that you have, noticing all your needs are met, as Vulcan told us, then you will realize there is no battle out there and there never has been. It's always been our projection of the world because we've had distorted data and that's what don't feel good. We've been projecting our own distortions in the world. So Aries, thank you so much for showing us that it is sometimes appropriate to fight as well. To stand up for what you believe in. If we take all the good things, what did Aries teach us? What are the blessings from Aries? <laughs> right? What are the blessings from Aries? He taught us that it's good to stand up for what you believe in. It's good to take immediate action when you need to. It's good to use the fiery passion within your heart and your soul to um, make adjust adjustments in your physical world, sometimes with the five senses when immediate action is needed. 
Sometimes it honors you to be impulsive and to not think about it so much, but to jump at the first thought of it. And again, to stand your ground, to don't give up, to be bold and daring, that shy and to be timid don't serve you. So Aries has also taught us many positive things in regards to utilizing the logic aspect of self as the tool that it was created. But again, if you overuse it, look what happens. You become like Aries and you just start killing everybody. (laughs) So yes, master your thoughts or they will master you. That's the only battle here. That's the battleground. Your mind. The fourth and final message is coming from Ganesha. And if you've been following us or joining us on TikTok Live, you know Ganesha has been showing up a lot. And it is a beautiful synchronicity because Ganesha, the elephant god of overcoming obstacles, does represent what we just spoke of with Aries. Nothing but your thoughts can cause you harm. Individually speaking, Ganesha reminds you that you, again, are responsible for your alignment by maintaining or disciplining the thoughts that will calibrate you into the state of being, the feeling of the thought, that will then create that in your physical world. This is to know your abilities as a deliberate creator, a master manifester, a master creator. And how do we know we're master creators now? Because we have come to know ourselves as multidimensional beings that we can't do it alone with the five senses only. That there's an intuitive aspect of ourself that must be expressed. And the logic aspect of us is only one part of the tool. So Ganesha reminds us that your mind is a tool. It is a sacred technology that was gifted to each of us to connect with our guides our angelic helpers and loved ones, and directly to God, to the I Am Presence. But you can only perceive or realize this connection if it's clear, if there's no static. And if you're overthinking, always looking to the mind and the five senses to figure out the problems and figure out all the details, to analyze and sort all the data, to know instead of gather a distinguishment there, as the mind is a gatherer of data, but not the knower of it, your intuitive aspect is the knower. Because that's your feelings, and you know how you feel. So there's no wonders or worries or concerns ever in regards to curiosities about the future, because you know how you feel, and that's what's creating it. So this is the work, to be like Ganesha the elephant. Who knows there are no tests or obstacles except your own lower vibrational thoughts as they become speed bumps along your journey of creation. You will get there. It is inevitable that your journey will result in success. There are no problems here or solutions to seek. Again, we're just vibing higher on day 3 of 21 of no complaining. And part of the reason we complain on earth is because we try to figure out things that we can't interpret from where we are so we don't accept what is 
and in that we are in resistance. And why is this? Because we are not disciplining the lower vibrational thoughts that are the only thing that creates obstacles or block in your life. There are no blocks. There's no tests. We remind you often you do not need to win the approval of Mother Father God. Your Creator loves you as you are in divine perfection. So as Aries and Helios and Vulcan come through to remind us, our work here is to understand that we are not a body, that we are a sacred mind that is one with our Creator. And with our connection with our Creator only, are we able to have a harmonious experience in this physical realm? So it's our work to purify the thoughts and the feelings and emotions, the belief systems, the cycles and patterns that keep putting us into the state of being that allows us to look to the physical world for our security. Because we have come to know our security does not come from the five sensory realm, it only comes from source. And as we come to know this only one battle within, we are now more grounded and disciplined and able to face the distortions, the lower vibrational thoughts that don't match the energy of a life of fluidity, meaning a path with no obstacles or tests on it, to be one with our desires by understanding the nature of reality, which is to use the logical aspect of self and allow yourself to receive the guidance. So Ganesha reminds you, your path is clear. It always has been. And as we are coming to the end of the episode, you know I will di- wouldn't leave Mother God out completely. <laughs> I love the Divine Feminine so much. This is what I'm here for, to represent the rise of the Feminine as a collective um, state of being, to be receptive. Yes, to know your connection to Source. This is what the Mother God represents. As she holds us in grace, as grace is the memory of our divinity. It is another beautiful synchronicity to mention that anytime Ganesha shows up, you get his wife with him, his divine twin flame or balance, and that is the goddess Lakshmi. And Lakshmi, if you have been tuning into the episodes, is the goddess that gave me the quote, why would you choose darkness when there's light all around you? And I believe we just said that quote yesterday or the day before. And it's just another beautiful synchronicity that we are always surrounded by the loving grace of Mother Father God, which is the I Am Presence. And on earth we perceive it as two aspects, but it's really one. And because we perceive it as two on earth, we create distortions and conflict for ourselves. When we don't allow ourselves to be logical and then receptive to receive the guidance and to trust it. So, as we come to the end of the episode, it is a joyous occasion to know that there's never been a battle. There never will be. It's always the self, our own thoughts, our own distortions. And Ganesha along with Lakshmi reminds us that your path is clear. Not only is it clear, that it's lit up. It is illuminated for you. And it is only up to you to discipline your thoughts and you will continue to see the breadcrumbs or the signs or synchronicities that lead you towards your well-being. 
the will of Mother Father God for you is happiness. Source just wants you to be happy. And a lot of the time we block our own happiness because we don't do our inner work deliberately. No one taught us that our only battle is our thoughts. So Ganesha reminds us. He is the elephant standing in front of you along your journey. And if there are tests or obstacles coming, they're already smashed because he walks before you. He loves you so much. So watch your thoughts. And again, as Lakshmi would say, why would you choose darkness when there's light all around you? As we come to the end of the episode, I just want to thank you again for tuning in and let you know I love you all so much. I hope you feel good. I enjoyed the reading that we received just now. I didn't expect for the Divine Masculine to be such a fun reading, and I feel so bad for avoiding that deck now. I just never really felt confident with it because I always resonated with the Divine Feminine to be receptive, but I have a new appreciation for the Divine Masculine as I again receive the transmissions or the messages with you. I have a new appreciation for our logical mind, for the five senses and even for the body to use the tool um, for what it is. And when we are using the tool, meaning to honor the vessel, the sacred technology, which is a layer of states of being. And the Divine Masculine is a big part in what we are. It is the 50%. (laughs) So I often remind you to deprive the five senses and um, refer to your intuitive knowing, which is what I came here to do. But I am also excited to come to this new appreciation and love for um, the five senses and the, mo- the logic, the analytical part of what we are, the divine masculine. Yes, for Father God. So, again, thank you. I'll see you or you'll hear me tomorrow. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Call upon Father God. Be appreciative of the five senses and the body, of the sacred technology, the gift from Source. Yes. <laughs>